Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. On today's episode, we have a beautiful soul, Miss Jasmine Haley. Jasmine is an award-winning international speaker, author, educator, thought leader, coach, and podcaster passionate about helping her audiences make an impact and serve their communities from the heart. Having spoken to and educated over 10,000 audience members since she began her career in speaking. She has impacted countless others through her insightful podcasts, educational programs, and consulting business. She is the founder of the Legacy Scaler, which is trademarked, and I love, (laughs) gotta put that little plug in there, consulting firm, and has developed a unique approach to connecting with audiences, the HEART methodology that guarantees attendees leave your event feeling motivated and transformed. A professional speaker for dozens of healthcare association events and international corporations, Jasmine is sought after for her thought leadership in becoming legacy-driven and effective communication through public speaking. Her mission is to empower individuals to unlock their potential by tapping into the power of their own voice and story to make an impact on their immediate environment and beyond both personally and professionally, inspiring each person she meets along the way to live a more fulfilling life. Love that. Welcome, Jasmine. I'm so delighted to have you here on the podcast today. I'm so excited for this conversation. We always have great conversations. So this is, I know this is going to be good. We do. And it's so funny that, you know, we, we were, we were running through the internet streets together, but we didn't really get to know each other. And I'm so glad, like just by happenstance, we just happen to be sitting next to each other and have just, you know, just sparked up a conversation, which I just absolutely love. So, um, so first let's just start with your journey. You know, I know, I know with every entrepreneur where we sit today, isn't necessarily where we started. So let's start with you. Where did you, where did your entrepreneurship journey begin? My entrepreneurship journey began over an exchange of bread and bacon in Chicago. (laughs) Oh, Are are you from Chicago, Jasmine? I am not. I am from New York City. I'm from New York City, but I happened to be at a professional association training and I was invited to be there to happen to sit next to someone who forgot to bring their jacket in one of the coldest winters in Chicago. This uh, gentleman is from Florida and he be sitting there eating this piece of bacon and I sat next to him and he offered it to me and we started talking and I 
had my mind open up in a way I had never had before. Oh, wow. I was stuck. I was in a pit of despair. I was dealing with severe, severe physical manifestations of burnout. And it was something about his energy that allowed me to open myself up to reveal where I was at in my professional career. And literally, he said, well, why don't you start a business? Oh, my goodness. And I oh, said, my goodness. A business. <laughs> Because in healthcare, specifically in dentistry, you have a proven track. Your track right. is you get your education, you work in the clinical field. If you get higher level degrees, you go into corporate or you may go into academia. And so I went into academia after serving in public health for several so let, years. Let's talk about where you were exactly at that time. So how long had you been out of school? How long had you been in, in your current position? when you just happened to sit next to this really nice guy from Florida. <laughs> We're still friends, by the way, um, which is so funny. So I was in my third or fourth year of teaching full time. And I had been in the world of dentistry since the age of 16, 17. So we're looking at, I don't know, over 10 years, over 10 wow. years probably at that time um because i started off in high school i went to a specialized high school for dental assisting and i had my mind mapped that all i wanted to do since the age of 13 was work in people's mouths and give them the opportunity to have us have a smile that they would be proud of i i grew up with very severely overcrowded teeth every time i smiled i would cover my smile and it wasn't until me actually getting a job in a dental office that I was able to get the money to actually get myself braces. So I grew up in a single parent household and didn't have as much resources as yeah. some of my other classmates. Um, so I was working as soon as I could work. <laughs> well, honey, I have I, I, the whole time you've been talking, I'm like looking at this million dollar smile. I mean, you, you have an amazing smile. So money well spent, I will say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I would have never thought that I would actually be doing the work that I that I was doing. But what I what I want the listeners to understand is that every every experience that you've gone through in your professional career or even in your business was all necessary. Yes. Because every skill that I've picked up along the way, even the degrees that I'm not fully yeah. using at this yeah. time, have all helped me create this amazing business that I have. I'm using every facet of what I was doing in my professional career. Wow. Besides the clinical care, right? In right. the work that I'm in my that I'm doing in my consulting business. And so that gentleman helped me to realize that it was really just that simple. Making right. that decision and thinking about what your strengths are, what gifts that you that you could provide. And for me, I knew that because of my volunteer work of professional associations and helping them event plan and seeing them checks, them speakers was getting, I was like, <laughs> speaking is an option for me. Yes, yes. Because I'm already so, an educator. Yes, and, and I think that that's so powerful because I think that a lot of times when we're in it, you know, it's so difficult when we have that seed planted. And, and for you, it was from this gentleman 
there could have been some voice in the back of your mind or this, there could have been this little voice saying to you, girl, you done spent all this money on all these degrees. You're in dentistry. This is what you're known for, you know? And instead of seeing, well, there are lots of skills that you gathered there that are transferable into whatever it is that, you know, wherever God is calling you for that next level, that it, those things were not a complete waste, right? And so, um, so when he says this to you, in your mind, what did you think? What, you know, did you even think what that business could have been? Or did you think there's no way I can start a business? What do I know about business? I, okay. So the way that my, the way that I think I've always been this way since childhood. Okay. If I didn't know how to skate, I put those skate on and I said, I'm going to figure it out. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so within four months of him telling me that I started my business. Oh my God. Within four months. And then within, I would say three, hold on. But about three months later, I was gone. I was out of my, um, my position. Wow. And let me, let me just give the context to this y'all, but just because yeah. y'all need to understand that this is not something I would have been so quick to act on had not these situations happened prior to that. In yeah. 2013, my mother suddenly passed away. Like there was no there was no warning she was right. gone and it was at her, it was because of her death and learning some of the things that she never got a chance to actually achieve and seeing how miserable i was i had an amazing husband and children but yeah. on the inside i was suffering and i started to start doing professional development work and understanding that at the end of the day, if I was on my deathbed, would I want to be in a place where I had a life full of regrets? And right. so I made the decision that I was not going to do that. Now, yeah. I don't I don't recommend quitting your job, not having savings because yes. <laughs> I or a plan because I literally was like, we're going to make this work. I'm going to find a job. And the reason why. And I supplemented, I was doing temp work, I was doing adjunct faculty work, whatever I can do to help supplement and help me as I was building my brand out. But I knew that the longer I stayed at that, that position, the frequent hospital visits that I was having every single week, urgent care or emergency, oh, wow. emergency visits, and no one could explain to me what were the symptoms why they were happening, I knew that uh, it would get worse. And I didn't want to wait until see what that would be. Right, right. Because it could be too late. Exactly. And I was already having, uh, it was in 2014, after I, I talk about this in my keynote, I share a picture I showed on, on Instagram. We were all smiling. We were all happy. What people didn't know was that in 2014, just a year after my mother passed away, I was on the floor in my bathroom because of debilitating pain after that perfect picture, perfect picture oh I shared. God. So that was the life I was living. It would be debilitating migraines that would take me out. I would have to lay on the floor or gastrointestinal pain. That's not the quality of life that I wanted to live. So it was either me or, or the job. And I was like, right. well, I'm out. And you chose yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and not just you, one of the things that I think, you know, and we talked about when we first met, 
um, that drew that that drew me to you is this um, is this whole concept of legacy, right? And I think you know certainly that came apart from you having experienced losing your mother, which you and I bonded over tremendously because I you know that that, that is something that will bind every human being together. I believe no matter what your background, um, it is just it's it's unthinkable and it's just something that unless until you go through it you can't possibly think that you know what that is like and so I do understand that that part of that came from from there but I do think that you know that is what makes your story so powerful and the work that you do right because you know you could have taken that and said well I want my legacy to be different and and just and started your business any business any business in which you were intentionally, you know, building your legacy. But what I love about you and why I admire the work that you do so much, and I want you to talk about it, is you also help your clients find what their legacy is and help them to do that. And that's important to you. Talk to us about that and tell us why, where does that come from for you? Yeah, I love that. So it I stumbled upon doing that, honestly, because what I did was I grew my speaking and training and events for four years. Yeah. And I was hosting my own events. And I started doing professional development events to help other people get to their next level, to break through to their next level of excellence. And what was happening was because it was very rare at that time to see a person of color that looked like me on stages speaking and sharing, a lot of people were coming up to me and saying, how did you do this? Wow. Right? I mean, I've, I remember one of the last speaking gigs I had, I was the featured speaker in Texas, the entire entire conference, I was a featured speaker and it was the first time they ever had a black woman. Oh my goodness. And, and what was, year is this? What year is this? 2020. Oh my God. So, and I can't tell you the number of people that were coming up to me because of that. So I say all that to say is that when I, after four years of, of growing my business, I just had a calling. I can't explain it. I just feel like this is where God was leading me, that it was something yeah. bigger yeah. than what I was actually doing. And I feel that the work that I've been able to do has expanded where I can consult and help people from all different industries, not yes. just dentistry, there's medicine, there's law, there's social work, there's psychology. My clients come from all different walks of life and I've been able to grow and expand my business just because I was brave enough to finally listen and branch out. However, after, it took me a year and a half to finally say, I'm gonna, go and niche down into speaker consulting. And that's what I want to talk about. That's yes. what I want to talk about. That's what I, And I want you, I want you to take us through that, right? Because I see it all the time. I talk to clients that are fighting it. They are fighting it. And so I want you to talk about what that looked like for you. Tell us the whole, give us the whole story. Give us all the tea. All right. So I had a plan. I was going to, I was going to pivot and, and, redo my entire business which i did and it was going to start april 2020 well guess what also happened april 2020 the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic so like all the things i planned all the events i planned for my in person year. these were events in person because that wow. was that was my strength was in yes. person so all the things i had planned i could not do right and i was in a new industry where no one knew who the heck i was yeah 
So going from being well-known to unknown was a mindset shift. Yes. And so when I first started, I started doing business consulting and helping people grow their business to six figures. But what I found, even when I was doing that, was people were still coming into these containers for business asking for help for speaking. And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. (laughs) I know you know me as a speaker. Y'all didn't get the memo. I don't do that. Okay. (laughs) And I was running from being a speaker consultant because I had tried it a tad bit in healthcare and had one situation, just one, when someone nickel and dime me for $500, y'all. And wouldn't pay and heart gave me a hard time about paying that $500 and then paid a competitor that was an older white female three to four times that rate. Wow. Right. So we're talking like a a four figure investment. And I was crushed because I gave, I built a a program out that gave them everything I learned in speaking. Yeah. $500. Wow. Now my stuff is five figures, but anyway, so. (laughs) I spent a year and a half running around and not doing and, and not niching down to speaker consulting, just doing business consulting. And my money dried up. I spent my last $10,000 on this coaching program, did everything they told me to do, and none of it worked. OMG! Two launches didn't work, and the dust bunnies was running up, up in my bank account, <laughs> having a good old time. And I was like, I'm going to have to quit because I am i can't pay my people that work with me on my team. I'm going to have to quit. But what has stood firm was I had a coach once who we love and adore. Her name is Jessica Rodriguez. Yes. Said, Why don't you do speaking? And I was like, you know, mm, right? still running, still running, still, still running. running. <laughs> Clients coming in. Can you help me with my speaker abstract? I, I can't think of my topic. I need you to help me, you know, write it out. I would do it on the side, but not fall through. So I said, finally, when I was on my last dime, I said, okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna write out this program, this, this consulting program for speaking. And I put it on a Google doc. And then I'm also gonna charge the highest I've ever charged for a program. It was $10,000. Wow. And I put that joker on a Google doc and I showed up live for two weeks selling my program this new program right and i told i said to god if i can get one person i'll be faithful i won't i won't move from here i will stay i'll stay niched and 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 i'm gonna just predict i'm gonna just predict that god said say less (laughs) (laughs) exactly but and here's the thing this is i i kid y'all not i kid you not one person applied wow and the first thing they said to me when they got on on the phone with me was, Jasmine, I've been waiting for you to do this. Wow. And look I, at God. Okay. I did that consulting program like it was 50 people in that container. Absolutely. I pre-sold it. Nothing was made. And that person is still in my mastermind right now. She's wow. still with me. <laughs> so it's crazy. We had like four cohorts so far. She's still here. And it's amazing. So it is it's it's wonderful when you look back and i look back on my own journey it makes sense when Absolutely. i left my 
teaching job. I was education. I was an educational consultant. I was hired by the School of Medicine, and I was helping other faculty with their presentations. Like yes. those, are like little things. You've been doing it. You've been doing, been doing it. it for years. Yeah. For oh years. my goodness, I love this story. And I, you know, I'll tell you what is um what's ringing in for me right now is is the is the word obedience, mm -hmm. and um and and as soon as you just took the one step, right? And, and sometimes we all can get discouraged or we feel overwhelmed because we see 10 steps. It's like, how am I going to get from here to there? It feels like it's 10 steps away. And sometimes what God is saying to us is don't worry about the 10. You take the one, I will carry you for the nine, right? And so that is, you had that faith. You took that one step, this one person you asked God, you know, and this is what I love about the God that we serve is that he don't play no games. Don't play with him and tell him to show you something because he going to show you. Okay. He's going to show you. And he showed you this one person and you did this program. And now, you know, that is, is, is this still the your signature offer that you have for people? And how many people, how many legacies have you impacted through this program at this point? Ooh, um, right now we have eight people in the group. So we started with one, we have eight. Wow. And I would say it's like maybe 14, 14 people so far. Right. And it's really important. The reason why, and I want to tell everyone to you have to you have to really understand how you operate and the kind of work that you do. The work yes. that we do is very comprehensive. So there's done for you components to it. So we can't have 600 people all at once. Right. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, our primary our primary goal is to help people actually get results and transform. Right. And in order to do that, sometimes you need to have someone in there taking a look at your business offerings, at your signature speaking programs. We help them create their training programs. So I'm really proud of that. And total between 101 clients at the time of this, this recording, 101 clients and um, let's see, between 101 clients, my group, I have two groups right now. We have 25, 25. Wow. Right and, and it started with one. And it started with one. And it's the impact though, right? Like what, what yes. just gives me chills is, you know, this one person, and we'll, we'll, we'll take that very first client, right? This one person sounds like, oh, it's just one. But when you work with that person and you take them through the transformation and that person is now, because I follow you and I know the, the results that your clients are getting and are getting some good gigs, Right. And, and, and you help that person to deliver a keynote that can now be consumed by and touch thousands, right? So this one person, each of us has such potential for such a greater impact. And so for you, you are, you're literally changing thousands and thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of lives, one person at a time. And yes. I love that. I love it. Yes. I love it. I yes. love that. I want to share a little bit about uh, this person because what I want people to understand is when they think about speaking and training, they think it's just keynotes. Yeah. And for her, when she came into the program, it was helping her to transition from photography into now thought leadership. 
yeah. and how her culture has impacted the work that she does. Then I'm going to tell you how she expanded. And this is what I want y'all to understand. Speaking and training can be offered in different modalities. She yeah. offers trips to Mexico for people to learn their heritage in groups. Mm. She and her husband bought a building. Let me say that again. They bought a building where now they're offering their own workshops and then giving other people in their community the opportunity to offer theirs. Wow. So speaking and training yeah. is so much more than keynotes. Sometimes you may find that, you know what? I'm not interested in, in gathering in front of 500 people at this time. Yeah. I want to impact on a community level and how can I monetize that? Yes. That's the legacy work that we're doing. And we want to help people to see that it's beyond that and you can make it however you see fit so that it's aligned to how you want to show up in the world. I love that. I love that. So, so, so really this, this part of your business happened after the shift in the pandemic. So we're now, you know, a little over two years. Um, how has your business in terms of what it looks like grown during that time? Because I, I would guess, you know, this was coming, this was, this came off the heels of a, you know, what did you call them? Dust bunnies and bank account. And so, <laughs> so what does your business look like? What does your team look like? How have you as a CEO grown in, in that sh very short time? Yeah. So it, it skyrocketed in 2021. And then in 2022, I had 188% growth OMG. from the previous year. So I'm actually making more revenue than I've ever made ever in business because oh I was obedient. Oh and my this, goodness. This is, uh, I would say it's, this is my seventh year in business. Wow. And we and all know what we all know about that number seven. I, but you know, I'm that that's another podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. I would I would say, and now I'm talking about numbers that I didn't even think were even possible. So for me, what's really important now is now I'm ready to really ramp it up and scale it yes. and get to that seven figures. So my goal yes. is to reach that by 2024. And I now have a team of, we have four on the team. So before it was just me and a assistant. Eventually, yeah. this person was just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was an assistant. And now we have our copywriter, we have our graphic designer. Those are our main team members. And now we have also guest coaches that come into our mastermind. So yeah. these are like three of them, which is super exciting. And we're looking to grow and expand this more and get more people leveraging the power of their voice, leveraging the, leveraging the power of their expertise um, in whatever way they see fit, help them get to a place where they can make that profitable. I love that. I love that. Jasmine, I do want to, I do want to have you talk about, um, and, and now that I'm sitting here and doing this interview, I'm tying it all together to that, you know, that picture that you showed on Instagram and the health um, complications that you were having. One of the things that I, I know I've said this a million times that I admire about you, but one of the things I really admire about you is your commitment to the sabbaticals that you take each year. Mm -hmm. And so I want our listeners to hear number one, 
why you do that and why that is so important. And, and just tell us how it came to be that you, that you, that's something that you have decided that's important to you, that in your business, this is how I'm going to operate. And um, I just love it because I, and I, I, I aspire to be there. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was a faculty member, I got my summers off yeah. and I had the winter off, which was great, like right in between the semesters. So that was fabulous. That was great for me as a mom. And when I got into business, all of a sudden that went away. Yeah. And what I didn't mention to everyone is that I'm a mental health warrior. I deal with depression and anxiety. Um, I have a therapist on lock. <laughs> yes. And I have to keep that going for me in the way that I operate. Um, and I had an, a, a beautiful coach, my very first coach, because she helped me to appreciate, her name is Nakia, she helped me to appreciate um, that you can pause. You can pause in your business. You can pause in your life. And you can have the role of being a wife, being a mother, and a business owner. You can have all of those things. Yes. And so what I needed to know was that it was okay. And she demonstrated that. She actually would take off a month, and I couldn't message her. I think it was wow. six weeks. It was wow. six weeks. So that let me know it was possible in business. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it took me a while to get there because I didn't have the business model set up for recurring income. Yes. That is the key. If you want to be able to take off and rest, you have yes. to set your business up to build recurring revenue. Yes. And so it wasn't. This is, this is putting that IP to work that I'm always telling y'all. Put your IP to work for you so that while you're on sabbatical, your IP is bringing money into your business. Boom. That's next level <laughs> right there, y'all. That's next. Hire Nakia, okay? <laughs> All right. It is next level. So once I established that recurring income, I was like, All right, I'm going to take off my first month sabbatical. I take two months off every year. I also start my day at 11 a.m. And I also use the fourth week where there's no calls. Yes. Every month is completely yes. clear. So oh my God, I love I, this. <laughs> I love this. So what I did was I told my community, just sent an email. Hey, that's it. December will be closed. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye. <laughs> we ain't available. Don't message yeah. us. Like it's, this is what we're, and the, here's the reason why. And then I started sharing on social to keep myself accountable. Yes. Yes. I don't want to be no hypocrite, right? Yes. And so I took that month off and it was hard at first to rest and not do no work. Right. But because as entrepreneurs, we always feel like there's something I could be doing. There's some email, there's some social strategy, there's something I could be doing, right? And so you turned that off and I'm sure that was difficult. I'm sure it's that hard. was difficult. Yeah. So hard. I was like itching. Like I didn't turn my social off. Now my coach that I had when I first started in business, she was not even on social. I'm like, I wow. can't do that. I'm on social. I mean, this yeah. is how I interact. <laughs> I like to chat. I won't post about business, but I like to chat. So every July and December I take off. And the biggest part was changing my business model for the recurring revenue and prepping my clients to understand that we're closed. Yes. Yes. And it was just honoring it. Yes. And, and, 
And here's what I like about it is it's, it's, it's first that you you're putting yourself first, but you know, everything with you, Jasmine, um, goes back to legacy, right? And so those beautiful children that you have will remember this, right? This is part of your legacy. And I will say, you know, I am a little further along in my motherhood journey than you are. And one of the most rewarding parts of, of being a motherhood, my, my children are now young adults. And so we have very candid conversations. You know, I talk to their, 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 their grownups, right? And so when, when I have conversations with them and I hear them say things like, mom, how did you do it? Like they real, they genuinely from the bottom of their hearts feel like I was there for them to the upteenth power. Like they don't remember me ever not being there. Right. And, and they say that, <clears throat> And they say that, and that is like, oh my goodness, because you know, you, we all are doing the best that we can as moms. And we figure that even though we might think we're doing great, there's, there's going to be something when they get older that they're going to say, you know what you didn't do, you know? And so to have my children say this to me and they just, they have such admiration for these quality things that they thought were, you know, corny little family rituals and different things that I did and all the pictures and all that. And as adults, they just appreciate it so much. And I believe that your children, when they get older, will, will remember that. They will remember those summers that, you know, they probably look forward to that, that July and that December. And not only is that, you know, a, a, a great, you know, little pat on the back that we get as moms, but you are breeding the legacy for the life that your grandchildren will have. And then your great-grandchildren, right? Because you're planting this seed in your children, the importance of taking the pause, taking the rest, filling your cup, right? And so that is what just gives me chills about all of this, you know, for you. And, and of course, I, I wish I could go back and, and, and have done that, but I can start from here. Like, this is, we, this is all, everything that we're doing is about the legacy that we're leaving. And I think that that is just so amazing that you do that. And I love that your children get to experience their mother in such a way that is just not like many of us grew up. Listen, my mom, she couldn't, she yeah. was working nights, you know, she was a single parent and I, I know what it's like to be that child looking, you know, and hoping yeah. she was there where she could be, you know, yes, she did what she could. She showed up to my recitals and to everything. She was always there when she could, but yeah. I knew that I wanted to give a little bit more for my children, a little yes. bit more support um, in that, in that area. And like you just said, I mean, what you just said is so beautiful. I, I feel like right now they don't feel that way. <laughs> The middle schoolers and they're like, oh, oh yeah, it's tough. Can daddy it's come because mommy's too strict. <laughs> yeah, yes, but it gets so much better, and we are just in a, a oh, it just gets so much better. I, I just okay. can't even tell you. You know, when when they leave and they go to college and they meet other people and they get out of their little bubble that that they had at home with you and they meet other people and they see what could have been, it just makes them appreciate you so much. And my kid, let me tell you, them two that I got, 
Okay. They don't play about me. <laughs> they are so, you know, they are just, they think I am truly the absolute best. They do. And, and the friendship, the genuine friendship that we have at this age is just, you know, and as someone who lost my mom, you know, I lost my mother at 10. So being a mom is just so important to me. And I, I you know, some people may, may say that I over mother um, because of that. <laughs> And guess what? I do. And <laughs> <laughs> who gonna check me? Right. <laughs> but God has blessed me with these two human beings. And I don't take that lightly. And so I just, you know, it, it's just such a great feeling. And I will tell you that it will definitely, it, it, it will change. Get through high school. And uh, I would love to tell you that it's, that you're turning a corner. You're not, you still got a ways to go. <laughs> but the light is there and it's such a beautiful thing. It is such a beautiful thing when you're, when you, when you begin to develop a friendship with your children, which is, which is where I am. And I just love it. I love them. I hope they're listening. Mommy loves you. <laughs> That's so precious. That's I, I love it. I love it. And I, and I do see the difference in my children. I, I see the level of confidence I didn't have at their age. Yes. Uh, and how brave they are in handling some of the challenges that may arise. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are getting that support that they need developmentally. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. that's not to, not to, you know, not say my mom didn't do enough. She did what she could. She yes. did what she could, you know? Absolutely. But there's something really beautiful of knowing that as each generation progresses, it yes. gets better and better. It gets better. It gets better and better. You know, I I had a conversation the other day, and this is this is is bringing that um up for me again, and that is that, you know, I never thought about this in starting my podcast. You you have a podcast as well, which I definitely want you to tell our listeners about. But didn't think about this, but my podcast is part of my legacy. All of these TikTok videos that I make, all of the content that I put on social media, when I am gone my children will be able to listen to this podcast, this episode in particular, where I talk about how important they are to me. They will get to hear my voice, right? And so, you know, my mother died in 1987 and I have one VHS tape that I don't even have a VHS recorder for. So I need to get it it moved. My mother and father were very heavy in Amway, which was a network marketing that I think, you know, lots of black people did. It was going to make them rich back in the eighties. And they were at this convention and my mom is, is giving a speech. She's on the, at the podium and she's telling the story of how my dad came home and told her. And she says, you know, he came in the door. He said, Joanne, we going to be rich. Right. <laughs> and so that's the only recording I have. I don't have voicemails. Oh. I don't have anything. That's the only recording I have of her voice. And so when I think about that, you know, there will come a day where I am not here anymore, that my children can listen to my voice. Mm -hmm. They can listen to all of the gems that I pour into my clients and my audience day in and day out for years. There's years worth of, you know, I even go back and watch some of my Facebook lives from 2014, right? They will have access to all of that. And yeah. um, and that's legacy. You got me. You got me. <laughs> oh, don't get me, me crying. <laughs> you got me. Why did you get me? <laughs> oh, Lord. 
I don't cry. We cried the first time we talked. You remember that, right? We both cried. Yeah. We both cried. That um, but that is just, and that's legacy. That's legacy. And and um and so I just love that. I love you. I love this work that, that you that you're doing. I truly do. I want you to tell people where they can find out more about your program um, and how they can enroll because they need to. They need to. And I also want you to talk about your podcast. Tell us all this. And we will definitely have links to everything in the show notes, but I want them to hear from you. Yeah. So we meet with incredible, awesome brilliant professionals in our legacy speaker show. Uh, Nakia will eventually be a guest y'all, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and we talk about all the things that are necessary for us to think about scaling our business through the power of our voice and what we should be considering with the speaking and training business. So that's the legacy speaker show. It can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You can find me at jasminehaley.com on LinkedIn, Facebook, and um, Instagram at it's Jasmine Haley. And I would love to welcome y'all. We have a, our inaugural speakers conference happening in October. And I'm so looking forward to having those higher level conversations so that more of you decide to hire Nakia to protect that IP. Yes. <laughs> Stop playing around. <laughs> and be, build some recurring income through speaking yes. and training. It can be done but you've got to set up that strategic plan in order to make it happen. Yes. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for, for being here today. And I will definitely um, come and, and make an appearance on your show as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.